Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We hope all of you enjoyed your beautiful Christmas and various Holy Day celebrations with your friends, families, and loved ones. Some of you may just be returning home after visiting family, and some of you may still be restoring your homes back to normal, that's us, after the departure of your holiday guests. It may be a good time now as you prepare to ring in a brand new year to reflect upon our topic of exploration today, healing yourself, healing your family. Many people seem to consider healing to be kind of an all or nothing proposition. For instance, people often say things like, I've been trying to heal myself for a while but haven't done it yet. They might have the expectation that either they get completely cured of an illness or particular condition before they feel like they are healed or that their healing was effective. Yet the very nature of healing is that it is never an all or nothing proposition. In fact, healing cannot be either or in any way. First, healing is always a work in progress until you restore yourself completely to the limitless, undivided experience of the oneness of spirit. That has nothing to do with the body or the world until you are established in the awareness and experience of total undivided limitlessness. You are in the process of healing yourself further every single day. The same happens even when you consider healing yourself from an illness or a bodily condition. It doesn't mean that just because you are not cured completely from that condition, you are not healing or whatever healing you received was, well, ineffective. Often, as the deeper level of healing kicks in, you might even temporarily experience worse symptoms than before the healing. It's very common. So many people misinterpret this aspect of deeper healing and too quickly jump to the conclusion that the healing is not working or even harmful and stop the healing process. In spirit, everything is and everything happens in an instant, even healing. Yet, that which happened in spirit in an instant unfolds over time in this world of time and space. That's what gives the appearance of healing happening in stages. The whole healing happened in spirit, but it has to play out in the body, in the world, over time to become fully manifest. An example of this seeming up and down cycle of healing on a very physical level is what is known as the process of detoxification. If you were to suddenly go on an extreme fasting regime after having been a junk food addict for years, chances are that after a day or two, 
you'd be one unhappy or even sick puppy. (laughs) You may even experience headaches and upset stomach and much more. Yet it is merely an intense cleansing reaction precipitated by being too aggressive on your healing approach. We've seen all too many people jumping into some kind of healing practice without enough understanding or too aggressively and then judge it to be not effective or even harmful and go back to their less healthy habits to feel better. Sometimes they might even use their unpleasant experience as evidence that it is better to stick to their unhealthy ways rather than make wise changes. Many people also believe that a healer heals the healee or that the healing is a one-way street. There are many healers who get unwell after giving someone a tremendous healing. There was even one healer who gave extraordinary healings to others but had to spend a whole week recovering in bed after each healing she gave. Yet the true nature of healing is not either or because all healing is restoring ourselves to undivided limitlessness of spirit. Spirit or oneness is always all-inclusive. For a healer to give a healing to another doesn't require the healer to make sacrifices and become unwell in any way. If a healer gives healing to another, the healer is included in that healing. Not only does the healee and the healer receive the healing, all who are related closely with both receive the healing as well. Since many of you have been relating more with your family during the holiday season, we decided to shed some light on this all-inclusive aspect of healing specifically as healing yourself, healing your family. Whenever you heal yourself more, your family is healed as well. Whenever you give healing to your family or to a family member, not only does the healing affect your whole family, but it also heals you. We'll also address that aspect of deeper healing in which a kind of detoxification process kicks in and you and others may experience a passing discomfort for a while and how to manage those phases in the unfolding healing. Even though the holidays are traditionally a great time for families to get together in celebration and fun, why is it that some people experience dread or just even thinking about spending a few hours with their families for a holiday dinner? It may be that their family or some member of the family may be mean, controlling, alcoholic, or even abusive in some way. No one wants to subject themselves to such people if they don't have to, yet What may make that particularly difficult and even painful is that you want to have a loving relationship with your family. Who wouldn't want to have a loving relationship with their family? Don't let the outward appearance of behavior of a family member belie that inner desire. More often than not, it is that same desire combined with the sense of powerlessness to make that loving relationship happen that drives a person to become unhappy, controlling, or abusive toward the very people they want to be loved by. Of course, to those who would like to offer their love, except for the invalidating attack they experience every time they do, it doesn't seem worth it or hopeless to even try anymore. 
Why bother being loving to someone who would attack you when you do? You probably wouldn't think of healing being needed for yourself or your family if everything is joyous and wonderful whenever you get together as a family or have anything to do with one another. It's when things aren't going well that you may seek out healing in some way. But pretty much deep down within, everyone wants to experience a loving relationship, especially with their family. That inner desire or longing precipitates healing, whether anyone is aware of it or not. So what is really happening energetically below the appearance of things when two or more family members are getting together in one place? Profound healing begins. Yeah, remember that Toyota commercial? (laughs) That's my son. Way out there. but (laughs) You know, it goes, you asked for it. You got it. Toyota. <laughs> well, of course, I, I changed that to you asked for it, you got it, Tamura. <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> that's what you get on this radio show and stuff. Anyway, of course, long before that TV commercial ever came along, there was the truth. Ask and you shall receive. That never fails. But more often than not, most people fail to realize that they're asking or what they're asking for. Family members getting together to celebrate a special occasion is one of those situations in which basically each person consciously or unconsciously comes with that powerful desire for healing, for things to go well in the gathering to have it be at least a peaceful or happy occasion for them. So if you have three, four, five, or more people getting together seeking that, that's a pretty powerful ask. Then what happens when that which is asked for begins to be granted? Healing begins. And you'd think that, Healing in the family will bring about better energy, more peace or happiness, and all-around goodness, wouldn't you? Well, as Raphael talked about earlier, ultimately, it does. But there's always going to be a period of detoxification or cleansing. If there were any hard feelings or hurt or resistance toward one another from the past that someone's holding on to, those energies would need to surface to everyone's awareness so that they can be dismissed by everyone in that part of the healing process. Yet all too often, people are unaware of what they asked for and unaware of how that comes about and end up jumping to the conclusion that a passing phase of the healing, the part that we're calling detoxification, is instead the end result of the healing and get upset or discouraged. You know, you're expecting healing. If this is a healing situation, I should be feeling a lot better. Yeah, ultimately. But there's going to usually be, and and the deeper the healing goes, there's going to be a time where that negativity that needs to be let go of surfaces. Don't jump to the conclusion that that's the end result of the healing. That's just the beginning. 
What would happen, however, if instead of misinterpreting that part of the family healing phase, if everyone realized that the uncomfortable feelings and thoughts that are coming up in their mind are merely transitory and just part of the healing, and they just need to let them all pass by them. (laughs) In a fairly short while, they would probably experience that there's Oh, there's more breathing room for each of us. And everyone would at least be a bit more comfortable or even happier to be together. Unfortunately, it may be quite a while before everyone becomes aware enough of the healing process to get on board consciously with it and help it along to go in the same direction of healing. Invariably, one or more of them will end up becoming or reacting to the toxic energies that are being released and surfacing. And and they'll jump in to try to actively do something about it because they don't like it. If they do, they merely will throw more fuel into that fire. That's what happens so many times at such family gatherings. And then, you know, arguments and disagreements and the the negative becomes accentuated and everybody tries to, you know, control it or fix it or whatever. And it gets worse. <laughs> or just be dramas. Yeah, it'll just be dramas and then resulting in traumas. <laughs> okay. So even if the... The gathering starts off really great. Oh, welcome. Hi. Hey, everybody's here. And then, (laughs) why don't you? Why aren't you this? Why do you always? (laughs) Well, some of you may have had a different experience with family gatherings in which everyone loves it and is generally happy and things go quite well. But a day or two after you return home is when you are Whoa, I'm exhausted. I'm just worn out from it all. And then you kind of maybe attribute it to all the travel and all the stress of, you know, doing this and this and this to prepare and everything like that. But nah, it's that worn out feeling is a lot of times the healing is really kicking in. And especially if the actual event, the gathering, was really loving and fun and everything was going great, usually it's a couple, three days afterwards that uh, the detoxing kind of part starts to happen. Ah, okay. Because when you're really having fun and it's really great, the energy is really high, it's, you're, you're just on the high part. But then when you get back and you're in your own normal routines and everything like that and you start to go okay you come down from that high and all the other stuff starts to pour out Uh yeah but it's essentially the same cleansing reaction happening just much later or after the fact every healing is a cycle so it depends on whether the next phase of the healing that kicks in during the it kicks in during the up cycle when it's the high, or the down cycle, when it's, you know, the cleansing part and everything. But that cleansing part of every profound healing is bound to happen somewhere along the way. And when it's happening, you might not feel like you know which way is 
up. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but you won't be able to figure it out intellectually because it won't make any sense that way. So remind yourself that it's just a part of the healing process you ask for and let everything just pass on by. You might think that in relation to, to your whole family or just a member or two, you're doing fine, except that you are with them. If that's your experience, then you might think that they are the ones you have to heal in order for you to have a better experience with them. But if you approach healing anyone from that perspective, it won't be a real healing. Remember, healing is of spirit and therefore all-inclusive, not either or. It's not about you healing your family without you being part of that healing process and receiving the healing as well. When you approach healing as you're giving someone else a healing only, then you, you end up excluding yourself from that whole healing. We're coming up to our first break, so Michael will continue with that train of thought when we come back. Yes. <clears throat> this is the time that we talk about some of our events coming up, and we wanted to let you know and make sure you join us for our special remote four teleclass plus one bonus Zoom event coming up the weekend of Saturday, January 8th and Sunday, January 9th. The theme for the event is Heal Your Energy and Your Pathway for 2022. And each of the teleclasses has a title, and I'm going to list them here. Saturday morning, is it fate or free will? See your free future to heal your future now. The afternoon class on Saturday is What's in Your New Year? Psychic Energy Work to See and Clear Your Way for 2022. The Sunday morning class will be Teamwork to Take Big Steps in 2022, How to Work with Your Spirit Guides and Fulfill Your Soul Purpose. And then the afternoon class is From Wishful Thinking to Creative Manifestation, Getting Yourself to the Present to Create Your Future. Plus, anyone who participates in at least one of these four teleclasses that weekend will be invited to our popular bonus Zoom post-teleseminar Q&A talk story and social with both Michael and myself which will start about a half an hour after the completion of the fourth teleclass on Sunday. And also, if you buy all four teleclasses, you get a discount. Check out all the details on our website, January events calendar. I'm not sure it's up there yet, but um, it is happening. On our, in our newsletters and social media posts, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hour specific time. And our assistant is Noel uh, is out until January 3rd, so just call and leave a message and she'll get back to you. We'll return in just a couple of minutes to continue with Healing Yourself, Healing Your Family. We'll be right back. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. 
a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's nice to have you back in our show today. We've been exploring the topic of healing yourself, and healing your family. Healing is never one or the other. It's always all-inclusive. So when you heal yourself, you heal your family and vice versa. Let's continue exploring this aspect of healing further. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about that very thing of healing being uh, like a 360-degree circle, you know, if if everything is a 360-degree circle, then you're in that circle as a healer. Since, you know, many, many of you listening to our radio show every week are, are healers in some way, shape, or form. You, you, you are here as souls. Part of your path is that of not only healing yourself, but being a healer toward other people. In some way, shape, or form, you're you're helping others get well. Uh, some of you much more on a physical level. Some of you on a more emotional, psychological level. Some of you on a mental level. Others of you on a psychic and spiritual level. So, so in some way, as you are lending a hand, so to speak, your awareness, basically, uh, to help others along. Ah. You start to heal yourself, and you further yourself on your spiritual path. So that's that's essentially what we've been talking about today. And one of the things right before the break I was mentioning is that a lot of times people, both healers and healees, think in terms of go to the healer and the healer will heal you. It's a, a one-way street, a little bit like for for a long time that's the way most people looked at doctors you know go to the doctor and you get treated it's a one way street and and a lot of doctors approach th- what they do like that i'm the doctor i'm going to treat you and you're going to get well or not if you get well it's the doctor that treated you and helped you get well if you don't get well, that's because you did. <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> it's not like that at all. If the healer isn't part of the healing, meaning not only giving the healing, but not separate from the healing, 
there's not a real healing because healing means restoring to the whole. Nothing is separate. It's nothing's divided. But when the healer thinks in terms of I am the healer and you are the patient and I'm going to do this healing on you, it's one way. And the healer is excluding him or herself from that whole healing process. Then the healer doesn't get healed. And if the healer doesn't get healed, how can anyone expect the healee to be healed? Ah, So this relates definitely to your relationship with your family. If you heal yourself first in relation to your family, your family will automatically receive some of that healing as well as you're getting the healing through your relationship with them. In a relationship, no matter what kind, in a relationship, if one party in that relationship heals him or herself, the other party or parties in that relationship is going to receive the healing as well through the relationship. It's not like one person doing something to another person. Generally, that's not a major part of the healing. That's more superficial. The deeper part of the healing happens through the relationship. Where you're coming from and how you relate to someone has an enormous, powerful impact on the person that person is relating to. And in our topic today, it's, it's about family. So some of you may have noticed, some of you are on a very intensive spiritual search and you've been working on yourself in the sense of healing yourself of past injuries, past hurts, you know, and and areas where you've been stuck or stymied in your life and as you break through as you as you start to detoxify as you let go forgive you move on you create something new as you further yourself and you're starting to be happier you're you're doing better ah take a look even if you have been what would you call it excommunicated or or estranged from your family for years if you were to check in Something's bound to be happening with them when you heal yourself. And this is true with every relationship, but especially in a familial relationship, because even if you're not with each other all the time or or even much of the time or at all, you're still related on a on a especially on a body level. There's a there's a connection. There's a there's a frequency that that you're vibrating on. That's kind of tuned in. So, and of course, those who are in your family are, you know, might think about you. It doesn't matter if they think about you in a negative sense. Oh, that <laughs> that black sheep in our family, <laughs> or whatever, uh, or in a incredibly positive sense. Either way. Their attention is on you. Their awareness is on you. So whatever changes you go through is going to rub off on them. It's going to 
force them in a sense, not not in a negative way, but it's going to make it impossible not to respond in some way, shape, or form, which, ah, they get to change. You keep on offering them opportunities for healing. So that's that's one of the things. The miracle of healing is it heals all the way around. Anybody involved gets a healing. So when you discover that you're holding within you some kind of resistance toward that person or group, what they are, what they do, how they do it, that kind of thing, you know, you might have a little thing about a particular member of your family where you go, oh, yeah, I love this one, but ah, <laughs> I'd rather not be around them because, you know, they're so whatever. Ah, notice if you look inside, there's that resistance, isn't there? Usually the resistance you hold against another is on an unconscious level. So you don't think of it. You don't think like, no, 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 I love my brother. I love my sister, blah, blah, blah. You think just because you love them, you don't have any you know, unconscious resistance. It doesn't seem like it. Intellectually, you don't. But when you start to look for it, ah, you'll find it. Resistance also is always, always, always based on fear. Without you being afraid on some level, once again, usually unconsciously, if you're not afraid of something, at least unconsciously in relationship to someone or something, you're not going to be in resistance to them in any way. So to look for that resistance, what resistance are you holding against your family or some family member? You ask yourself what you are afraid of in relationship to them or to that particular person. For example, you might discover that you have been unconsciously afraid that they would try to control you. Every time you come around them, they try to control you. Or every time you're around them in the past, you, you, you got hurt. Things are be going great, and then they just slip it in you, stab you in the back, whatever, and you get, ow, it hurts. Just when I thought things were going well. It's like the, uh, I, I always like that uh, illustration of Charlie Brown and Lucy. You know, Lucy holds the football and, and says, no, this time I'm really not going to let go of the football before you kick it. Just, I'm going to hold it for you. And then he believes her. He has a running start and he does a full-on kick. And, of course, she pulls the football away from him uh, right before he kicks and he tumbles. <laughs> He's got a big head, like me. <laughs> it gets top heavy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you could be unconsciously afraid of that, you think? Yeah. And so then there's that somewhere inside of you, you're holding that fear and you're going, no, no, I'm in such a, this is Christmas time or this is the holidays or this is, you know, my only day off and oh, do I want to ruin that? You know, they always ruin it or somebody always tells me something that really hurts my feelings or whatever. I get embarrassed every time they some one of them tries to humiliate me at every chance. Do I want to go through that? Ah, so there's there's that fear. 
my joy, my happiness, my well-being is going to be compromised if I go around that person. Well, remember, it's already happened. See, it's always that fear is never in the present, is it? No, it's you look in the past and you go, oh, this has happened 10 times before or this has happened every single time I'm with that person. That's where the fear is, not right here, right now. So that fear and resulting resistance in defense of that fear in you is based entirely on something that is in the past. Remind yourself that you don't have to let your past control your present and future. That means you have to be willing to let go of your past experience and create a new experience of them in the present. So as you approach that person in your family, or the whole family, <laughs> the whole clan for some of you, <laughs> and you have that image in your mind of, oh, no, they're going to do it to me, or they're going to embarrass me in front of my you know, spouse again, or whatever the case might be. And you go, okay, that's the past. Can you imagine that image blowing up, just going, Phew doesn't have to be that way. What would I like this time? And don't worry, don't, don't get into the expectation of, oh, but they're the way they are, so it's going to always be the same. It could be. But give yourself another chance. It's not like giving them another chance. It's giving yourself another chance. It's part of forgiving both yourself and the other for some past experience of pain or hurt. The psychic tool to practice for this process of healing is to first ground yourself. And uh, in the next segment, uh, the final segment of this show, we'll, we'll walk you through a little bit of a meditation so you can actually practice this. But right now, I'd like to kind of talk about it. So, And, and those of you who are our regular listeners, you'll know what I'm talking about. And those of you tuning in, to this show for the first time, yeah, hang out for the third segment of the show and, and we'll actually walk you through this process. So the psychic tool to practice this process of healing is to ground yourself, which is to connect to the center of the earth, be in the center of your head, ah, being aware in the center of your head and imagining a rose image in front of you and putting into that image of the rose all the energy and pictures that come up in your mind whenever you think about or are actually with that particular person or if it's the whole family, that whole family. And ah, that's what just gets triggered. And so just put that all in that rose and then just imagine the whole rose with all that energy and all those pictures, all those thoughts and feelings that come up from the past that that gets you into resistance, ah, just decide, no, I, I don't care to be in resistance anymore. I'm just going to let that all go, put it in the rose, and imagine it exploding in a flash of light. Yeah, we'll go through that actually uh, in the next segment. <sighs> and once you do that, then imagining that gold sun full of life force, new life energy, when you release something, old negative energies and whatnot, you want to replace that with new, fresh energy, vital 
energized, enthusiastic, willing, creative energy of life. And as you do, then ah, you replace your whole space with that. So that's that's the first part. It's it's kind of a two-part thing. You just you need to release that's the a little mini detox part is oh some of the negativity, some of the past hurts and some of the fears, especially the fear part. The the hurt part is just an experience. And if you're not afraid of it and you don't try to protect that hurt, you let it go, then you're fresh, you're present. You get to create a new life, new experiences. And so the first part is, is dealing with the, that, the part where you're letting go of the negative, the ne- letting go of the fear, letting go of the resistance, and all that goes with that. And you'll find if you pay attention to, to that process, you'll notice, oh, a lot of judgments. Judgments come up. And uh, uh, blame, well, but he really did it to me last time. (laughs) She's the one who started this. Nah, she always starts, you know, like that. That's all past time. It's not yet happening. But if you stay in the past, well, it's pretty much of a guarantee. It's going to happen again. (laughs) What you resist, you become. What you resist, as someone said, persist, right? So it keeps on going. You're fueling. If you resist, you feel the very thing you don't want with more life energy and creativity and power. And you make it so the more you resist, the more you guarantee. That's going to happen again. Oh, then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, I knew it. She's always that way, like that. Yeah. So then the next part after you let go is realizing what shall I create next? Our second break is coming right up, and I wanted to invite any of you committed to learning much more about your psychic self, intuitive awareness and self-healing, and about how you can progress on your spiritual path to check out our Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul Purpose course. It's our most comprehensive six-level foundation MP3 audio self-study course. You can take it one class at a time or purchase one level of classes at a time and seminars for a big discount. It will be an amazing way to start off the new year. For details, go to our seminars, courses, and retreats tab under what we do on our website. Or you can simply call our office at 530-926-2650 and our assistant, our wonderful assistant, Noel, will be happy to assist you with questions regarding the course as well as purchasing any of our classes. And remember, she's out of the office until January 3rd. We'll return in a couple of minutes to continue with Healing Yourself, Healing Your Family. We'll be right back. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. 
Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. Many people assume that the healer heals the patient, yet healing is never a one-way street. When a healer heals someone, the healer is healed as well. Also, when healers heal themselves, they necessarily heal their family. Healing includes everyone in its journey to wholeness. So let's find out more about healing yourself, healing your family. We've been talking about it on the show today. One of the things, stories I wanted to share with you, as many of you know, I I come from a rather large clan. (laughs) I was number four of nine children. And one of the things that was maybe not so amusing at the time, but I look back at it and it makes me smile when I think about it, is a lot of times when children leave home, the parents hold the picture of that child at the age at which they left. So I left at age 18, and by the time... I don't know, I was 25 or 26 years old, when I'd return, I noticed that my parents still treated me like the teenager I was before I left. My father would sometimes march me up the stairs and show me the spot on the wall that I once kicked in when I was angry as a teenager, (laughs) how he had to fix it and repair it and all that kind of stuff. And of course, the first time I was horrified when he did that, but after that, I learned to laugh about it and and be amused that, you know, teenagers have their moments. And um, I felt like I was very justified at the time <laughs> in kicking that wall in. And, and it was just a little heel mark anyway. So, but another example of this is um, when our family got together over the years. As, as we got older, it became less and less because we all spread out to live all over the country. But the interesting thing to note that I noted anyway was um, – There were the family dynamics that we had as children, you know, the youngest one or the one that was uh, the most competitive and this and that and this and that. And everybody sort of vibrated against each other as if they were looking at each other as children, you know, what we were as children. And that was a big healing for me to recognize that and not buy into um, I was the kind of weird one in the family. Uh, and, of course, I found out later I was psychic, and, and that wasn't something that my family understood. But 
just understanding that the family dynamics, especially in a large clan, you know, it starts from childhood. And sometimes some people never get out of their pictures about their family from the past. And that's exactly what Michael was talking about. Yeah. And uh, in the second half, a uh, second part segment today, I promise that, you know, we'll run, run you through a little bit of a meditation to get that process of what to do when those unconscious resistance starts to kick in or even before it kicks in. So go ahead and just find out if you want to follow along with this, just go ahead and put both feet flat on the floor, find a comfortable chair to just sit in and close your eyes. Give yourselves a deep breath. Ah, yeah. And as you close your eyes and give yourselves a deep breath, just imagine being in the center of your head. Yeah, just be aware. Imagine being aware in the center of your head. And then would you imagine a giant, you're sitting on a giant tree trunk. Yeah, just like you're sitting in your chair, you're sitting on top of a giant tree trunk that's got a flat and very, very comfortable uh, seat. (laughs) And the giant tree trunk goes all the way down through the earth into the very center of the earth. And... Just imagine the center of the earth just like you do and see what the center of the earth looks like in your imagination to you, right? That's what matters, not what somebody else sees, but what you see. And just imagine this gigantic tree trunk you're sitting on, very, very comfortable, even though trees are tend to be you know, hard and stuff, but for your tree trunk, it's just really cushy, <laughs> really comfortable. And you're just sinking into that tree trunk. And the tree trunk, the top part, goes into your body to just above the tip of your tailbone. And right above the tip of your tailbone, about mm, two-thirds of an inch above it, is the first chakra. It's a a disk of energy, a circular energy center, about the size, uh, I'd say, maybe just a little more than an inch in diameter. And... Ah, you just connect that tree trunk to the first chakra, that this energy center. And then the other side is anchored securely into the center of the earth. And notice what happens. Just be aware in the center of your head and just experience. Once you imagine that set up, connected from the first chakra to the center of the earth, the tree trunk grounding cord, this is your grounding. Ah, you're securely grounded to the earth, to the center of the earth. And just imagine letting go of anything that's not yours. Any thoughts, any energies, everything's energy, remember? So thoughts, feelings are all energy. Any kind of energy that you're unconsciously holding on to. Generally, you're not consciously going to hold on to anything that's not yours, but you can easily unconsciously hold on to energies. And wherever you're holding on to any energies that's not yours, it's through this unconscious resistance, which has the fear and judgment and blame and things like that, that you've long forgotten about. Okay, So as you do this, each time you're releasing some of this so that it doesn't have to be so big when a deep healing kicks in because of, let's say, family gatherings and things like that. Or being with a long-lost friend, you know, uh, and you, you're so happy to be with that person finally, and then stuff may start to come out. But if you're grounded, it's going to take care of some of that yes. right off the bat. Okay. 
give yourselves another deep breath or two. Be aware in the center of your head. And notice as you're being aware in the center of your head, it's much more neutral. The longer you're in the center of your head, the more neutral you become where you can let things be instead of jumping, you know, uh, like a knee-jerk reaction about everything. You're just, oh, yep, that's what it, oh, gee, the person said stuff that usually got me all, you know, bothered, but but this time it's not too bad. I can just, yeah, that's the way they are, you know, like that. That's neutrality. You're not engaging. You're not reacting, becoming the reaction. If you have reactions, that's fine. Everybody has reactions. The question is whether you engage in that reaction, whether you start, try to, you know, stop it or push it away or or you dramatize it. Like putting your shoe into a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad, uh, Raphael, you know, grew past that part. I don't have to retain, you know, a sheetrock person. <laughs> it was just that one time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a reaction. Now, you know, ever since then, she learned, oh, yeah, you can have that kind of inner reaction of anger or frustration and instead of screaming or kicking in the wall or something, you just let it be. Just let it go. Yeah. Don't try to override it. Don't, don't try to deny and saying, I, I don't have that. Kind of, I'm a saint. I don't have that kind of reaction. No. Reactions are just mechanical. Everybody has them. The question is whether you're wise enough to not cater to that reaction. Right? Okay. So then next thing is imagine an image of a rose out in front of you, about a foot in front of your forehead area. Just imagine there's a beautiful rose, whatever color you like. In fact, that uh, whatever you rose you imagine, just imagine that image of the rose just exploding in a flash of light, just brilliant, bright flash, shoom, fireworks or whatever kind of flash you like. Ah, and notice the difference. Now, this time, imagine another image of a rose out in front of you. And this time, let that rose take on the color vibration. Color's vibration. Vibration's color. Uh, take, let it become the color vibration of an unconscious resistance that tends to get lit up uh, in you, that, that comes up for you whenever you're around family members. Or you think about your family or you, you are ready to go to a family gathering or something like that. Let that, let that rose become the exact image, uh, energy, color. So some of you might notice a, you know, a dark red rose or another like an olive green rose. Or it could be not a regular real rose color necessarily. Some of them could be dark yellow, whatever it is, or bright gold, whatever kind of uh, image you see of the rose and that gives you a little sense at the beginning it's just to get a little sense of oh yeah that, yeah I, this energy is familiar this is kind of how I feel in my gut when when I have to go oh yeah we got to go see them or whatever mm -hmm. ah okay <clears throat> so then just have that rose and then imagine whatever thoughts that go with it like Oh, I got to go see them. Oh, gee, I got to work up to that. You know, whatever. Or, gee, I was in such a good place, but boy, this is going to, you know, put a crimp on whatever uh, my experience is. All those kinds of thoughts and feelings. And, and oh, you might notice, uh, yeah, the last time we were together, my sister, blah, 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 my brother, blah, 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 you know, whatever like that. Just put all those things into that rose. And then imagine that rose with all that energy in it. 
and your resistance, unconscious resistance, fear, everything that makes it up goes into that rose. Once you got that, just smile. You're on cosmic camera. <laughs> and then imagine that rose image exploding in a flash of light. Boom. No effort. You don't have to concentrate. You don't have to try. It's just imagination, right? You just imagine it boom, exploding. You're willing to just let it go. Ah, okay. Give yourselves a deep breath. Be aware in the center of your head. And notice if there's any difference. Now, you can do this on your own, uh, however many times with different people or whatever uh, situations or that's already happened or, you know, you're expecting to go or whatever. You can do this. And then once you do that of the releasing part, then imagine a gigantic gold sun above your head. Imagine that beautiful gold sun full of life. You know, sun comes up in the morning and the birds start chirping and the flowers start blooming. It's just life-giving, right? So imagine that golden life-giving sun above your head full of life, celebration of life, the joyousness of life. And just let that golden sun full of that kind of energy of life coming in to your top of your head, the crown chakra, and let it come into your entire body and filling you up from the top of your head to the bottoms of your feet, fingertips, everywhere, front, back, sides, top and bottom. Everything gets completely filled up so you can see. Imagine your whole body radiating with this amazing golden life force energy. And experience, imagine this life force and all the cells of your body coming alive. Give yourselves a deep breath, be aware in the center of your head, and you go, oh, yeah, new energy. This is totally in the present, right here, right now. has nothing to do with the past. It's right here, right now. Now you have, you give yourself this extra new energy, and just imagine, instead of the, the dread or the fear, the resistance or unhappiness or whatever you were going through in relationship to something you're going to do with the family or something that's already happened, then now you have new energy. Imagine, okay, when you do even think about your family, what kind of energy would you like to be in? And let that energy experience, imagine that energy filling you up. And once you're done with that, just go ahead and stretch, bend down over, and drain out any excess energies out of your top of your head and shoulders and come back up open your eyes i have a feeling we'll be talking more about this in times to come there's so much more well we're coming to the end of our show for today thank you for joining us we are grateful that we got to spend this time with you be sure to join us again next wednesday for your psychic life creativity and new beginnings our very first episode of 2022 to ring in a brand new year we'll address how your soul life relates to your creativity and creating new beginnings for yourself. Remember to check out our special New Year's remote teleclass weekend event happening Saturday and Sunday, January 8th and 9th. We'll be offering four teleclasses and a bonus Zoom Q&A and social during the weekend to help you look at the road ahead, have fun making predictions for yourself, and to set the energy of the new year for you to live your best year yet. 
For all the details, check out our website, events calendar section for January 2022, or call our office at 530-926-2650 to sign up. Enjoy ringing in a magnificent new year. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living a Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year. (laughs) We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.